What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Got a busy episode for you as far as postseason baseball and the National Football League is concerned. Talk AL and NLCS and the two collapses that are going down by the two teams in the Southeast, that is the Braves and the Rays. Um, get week six preview of the National Football League and, of course, pick week six games against the spread like we have done for the last, what, two seasons here on your, what I hope here is your favorite little sports talk podcast. Uh, before we begin, I want to wish, it's uh, it's not today, it's tomorrow, October the 18th, but I want to wish a happy 61st birthday to the one and the only, the great, magnificent, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, which is why I did the his and good afternoon everybody with the Bruce Springsteen in the background instead of the typical uh, no church in the wild open. But a uh, happy 61st birthday to him. He will turn 61 years age on Sunday the 18th, um, and he also was a guest on this show back on excuse me back on August the 23rd. So if you haven't already, I strongly suggest that you go back and listen to the episode me and the doggy. From uh, Saturday, August, or I think it was a Sunday I uploaded that on August the 23rd when I had Dog on for, I think I had him on for a good hour if I'm not mistaken. But if you haven't listened to that already, do yourself a favor and please listen to that podcast episode. Now, switching gears now to Major League Baseball, which is where we will lead now that the NBA season is over. So we will be stuck breaking down the two sports, uh, NFL and postseason baseball. Until uh, till the end of October, and then from essentially November on, we will do we will pretty much be a all football show, unless uh, of course you get break, big news that breaks in the NBA and and MLB or anything else that may occur over the uh, over the uh, winter months. But first things first, let's get to uh, let's let's get to this AL and NLCS. Okay, when I last talked to you guys. Uh, the Dodgers put an absolute butt whooping on the Braves on Wednesday, 15 to three, which made it a two, one advantage Atlanta at the end of uh, game three. Uh, but when the, but in the American league side, the Astros beat the Rays four to three and took a three, one and took a three, one lead over the Tampa Bay Rays. And for what I've seen from the last three, four days, whatever, since I last talked to you guys. From the Tampa Bay Rays, and I'll go to the Dodgers and the Braves series in a minute, but from the Tampa Bay Rays, this has to be one of the most pathetic, the most atrocious, the most egregious, awful, if you're a Tampa Bay fan, gut-wrenching 
playoff collapses I have ever seen, not just in baseball, but in all of sports. Uh, this is worse than Warriors 3-1 to LeBron James. This is worse than the Indians blowing a lead to the Cubs in the World Series. This is worse than the Thunder blowing the 3-1 lead to the Warriors in, earlier in 2016 in that, in that same playoff uh, season. This is worse than 28-3 with the Falcons. This is worse than the Falcons lead they blew against the Cowboys last week. This is worse than the, than the Yankees when they choked to the Red Sox in 4 This is the single most pathetic, egregious playoff collapse I have ever seen in the history of sports. You, can, you cannot explain this pathetic, disgusting performance by the Tampa Bay Rays. They 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 lost on the 15th, 4-3. All right, close game. I give you that one. Move on to the next game. It's 3-2. And that was a game that on Thursday night, I mean, my goodness gracious! I mean, they had. I mean, when you when you have the shift, you got to learn. Instead, of, we all know that you can't hit the ball opposite field, and instead of trying to pull the ball into the outfield, there's nine million players. How about you? You bunt the guy, you get him over, sacrifice, fly a bloop single, whatever it is. You're in the World Series, Tampa. I I, I don't get it. I mean. Common sense. If they're if the left-handed batter they got it shifted, you bunt down the third base line to get the guys over. You create base runs. You pre, you present scoring opportunities instead of trying to instead of trying to essentially uh, trying to win the game all with one swing and try to do too much. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, you got to, I mean, and then they sit up here and they blow a key opportunity in the top of the ninth inning, and lo and behold, Carlos Correa comes up and it's a walk-off home run to win it, and and now, and now it's three-two, and then Friday, and then Friday night, and then Friday night was just as pathetic. They let the Astro, okay, they had the Astros hitting essentially for the most part in this series on the ropes. Now all of a sudden, Houston is hitting hitting every ball, hitting every ball thrown to them. They can't. The the Tampa Bay they got to fight from behind. They let the Astros take leads they, to to put themselves in a situation where they got to play from behind. You can't win baseball games. Like that. I mean, you had a three-one lead. You could have closed the deal Thursday. You could have closed the deal yesterday. That is inexcusable. And they already, it's not a matter of whether they lose game seven or not, it doesn't matter. The fact that they let a game seven happen when this series should have been over on Thursday is a joke. And if I'm a Tampa Bay Ray fan, I have to be absolutely livid at the fact that my team is playing a game seven on Saturday when this series should have been over with on Thursday. This is one of the most pathetic performances I've ever seen in all my years of watching sports. The most pathetic performance I've ever seen. And I tell you something right now that if by by a chicken wing and a prayer the Rays end up winning this series. They you know what they if the Rays end up winning tonight, you know what you know what Rays fans and everyone involved with the Rays organization should do? They should hit their knees 
hit their knees and thank the good Lord that they won this series. Because in the last three games, Houston has been more fit, has not more, I'm acting like it's football. Houston has showed more fight. They've hit, they've been able to hit. They score runners in scoring position. Their players that they have on that roster, their position players, they have playoff experience. They got guts, they got toughness. They got a little bite to them, an edge to them. And as much as I cannot stand Correa, Altuve, Bregman, all of them, deplorable and as despicable as they come with the cheating and then and then acting like psychopaths, act, you know, oh, what's wrong with the, we We killed them for that. But in the last three games, you know, I know Houston's going to get a ton of credit, and I'm giving them credit right now. But my goodness gracious, if T- Tampa already blew this, blew their lead, but if they end up losing this game seven, that 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 this will go down as one of the biggest choke jobs in the history—not just in ba- of baseball, but the history of American sports. The fact that this series should have been over with days ago, and the fact that they're still playing a game seven. When they were oh, when they were at the, they were they were an inch away. One went away, from winning the pennant and going to the World Series for the first time since two thousand and eight, and the fact that they could be eliminated if they lose this game seven tonight, Tampa should be absolutely embarrassed, and ashamed of themselves if they lose tonight. They already should be ashamed and embarrassed for blowing this three zero lead. Because the fact they blew a 3-0 lead is already unforgivable and unacceptable in and of itself. The fact that your bats suddenly go cold, your pitching suddenly stinks, and you essentially allow the Astros to be their regular postseason October selves. Even without Garrett Cole and... Justin Verlander and their starting rotation. But if I'm going to praise Houston, before I go, I'm, I'll praise the group. But if you think I'm uh, Correa, I'm waxing poetic about Correa, you got the wrong program. The person who I'm going to give the most credit for, for all of this, Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker... Of course, 2002 World Series with the Giants, 2003 with the Cubs, uh, Steve Bartman. When he lost the series to the Giants, he was a member of the, um, when he managed the Reds. And of course, with the Nationals in 2017, losing, losing to Chicago, he's been cursed. He's been cursed. Won a championship as a player, as a member of the 81 Dodgers, and hasn't experienced um, baseball. He hasn't experienced baseball's highest achievement since 81. What? That's 39 years. I give Dusty all the credit in the world. I'm not waxing poetic about Correa. 
Not doing it. Uh, Dusty Baker is a damn good manager. I mean, he, he, he. You can make the argument that he is the, he is the, uh, the the Andy Reid of baseball. Team plays hard for him. They win games. They go to the playoffs on a year in year out basis. But for whatever the reason, they can't answer. The, they, he couldn't as a man, as a manager. Or Andy Reid's case, as a coach, couldn't answer the call, couldn't answer the bell. So if there's one good thing that comes out of this collapse, outside of the insufferable Astros fan base, which I've been exposed to, going crazy about the Astros, it's, uh, it's so tough to take. Outside of the insufferable Astros fan base, outside of the fact that we that if they end up going to the World Series going to end nothing but the Astros and Correa especially he's the biggest starter Correa Bregman all of them just won't shut up for a week but there'll be a small ounce of me small like two percent of me that if the Astros end up winning the World Series, 2% of me will be happy that Dusty Baker won. A, because he deserves it. Okay? Been snake-bitten by more managers. The only manager that comes to mind that's been snake-bitten as far as not winning the big one is concerned off the top of my head is Buck Showalter. So to see him finally win one will be great to see after, of course, Andy Reid finally won his first back in uh, February with the Chiefs but the rest of it it will make me sick to my stomach if the Houston Astros end up winning the World Series that insufferable fan base the players do nothing but talk and yelling yelling and and, 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 and and scream and the fact that it just won't sit right with me that a team that went 29 what was their record 20 that went 29 and 31 is in the World Series, doesn't sit right with me. And I know, you know, and I Mad Dog texted me this yesterday. Well, you know, the Saints went 7-9 and nine and beat an 11 win. That's different. You can't go, you can't give me basketball, you can't give me football, okay? The basketball team that goes into the season at, at, uh, at 41 and 41 or... At uh, at forty one and forty one or thirty nine and uh, thirty nine and what forty at thirty nine. Let me. I need to get this math right. But it, for the basketball teams that make it into the playoffs with a sub five hundred record, you know they're they're not thirty nine and forty three. So the basketball teams that make it in is the eighth seed, thirty nine and forty three, or forty one and forty one. Yeah, I don't like it them making the playoffs, but that's the product of the fact that they have sixteen teams in altogether, eight seeds per side. That eventually you're going to have a mediocre team make the playoffs, but the mediocre team that makes the playoffs runs into the best team in the first round and it knocks them right out of there. You know, you've never. You know, and you've never seen a team 
finish the season what forty one and forty one or thirty nine and forty three and end up winning the whole thing. You've never seen an NFL team go seven and nine, eight and eight. You've seen teams go nine and seven and win the Super Bowl, but you've never seen teams. To you, you never saw teams that went um, that went eight and eight, seven and nine to win the Super Bowl. You you didn't see it. You know, 2011 Giants went nine and seven. They won the Super, Bowl. but you never saw a team that went eight and eight, not eight, eight and eight, seven and nine to win the Super Bowl. You never saw that. You never saw that. Never have seen it, and probably won't ever see it, even with the expanded playoff thing. Because because let's say that um, even mediocre team in football. Let's say that let's say that the um. Let's say that the Indianapolis Colts go seven and nine with the added playoff spot and somehow make their way into the into the AFC playoffs. They're not beating the Ravens, they're not beating the Chiefs, they're not beating the Patriots, they're not beating the Steelers, or the Browns if they make it. So that's what that's the second part of this what bothers me is the fact that a twenty nine and thirty one team could make the playoffs. And I understand it's a gimmick, but my goodness, and you know who the and for those of you that don't like it, get ready because Manfred is going to catch hell for this, and I cannot defend him, and rightfully so, to be quite honest with you. Okay, people are going to think that it's rigged, that he, that 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 the Astros are essentially if they are in the world again, this is all if they win Game Seven tonight, because if they lose Game Seven tonight, this is all for naught. And Dusty Baker. Oh my! I'd I'd feel the most bad for Dusty to come so close, but yet so far, I'd I'd feel for him if the Astros win tonight. But then I'd also, but at the same time, I'd be pissed at the at the Rays for farting around for 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 uh, for three games, allowing it to get to a game seven, like I previously stated. But anyway, it's not you know there. You don't see you know the, the it it doesn't expect conspiracy theories. Because Rob Manfred, who is as pathetic as a GM in sport, or excuse me, as pathetic as a commissioner as he is, he 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 stinks. He's a terrible commissioner. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And expect the conspiracy theories of him, you know, rigging it as in, like, with this stupid playoff format, top two teams, every division plus three extra one. Really, Manfred? Really? Yeah, I mean, that's what you want? You want a 29 and 31 team of a, in a 60 game season? Yes, I know typically in a regular season the Astros will make the postseason anyway. I understand all that. I understand all that. You played 162 games, odds are the Astros would be in the World Series. I understand all that. Or in the ALCS at least. I understand all that. But if you kept the same postseason formula like you've had in previous years and you used it in a 60-game season, the Astros would not be in, wouldn't even have made it into October. You put the regular postseason format the way they've had it for the last couple of years, the Astros wouldn't even have been in it. And that's what bothers me and that's what bothers everybody else that can't stand the Astros. That if you had a regular you know, they're not using this format in 2021. This is it. This one year, that's it. 
which is why you're going to hear, and rightfully so, people with the conspiracy theories and getting on Manfred for essentially, quote-unquote, rigging the season in favor of the Houston Astros to make it seem like, well, the hair the Astros won in a 60-game season, you know, with the cheating and everything else to basically, you know, wipe their hands clean in 2017. And that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me, and that's what's going to bother everybody else. The fact that it's going to have the appearance that it's a little a little fishy. And let's be honest. Yes, in a 162-game season, the Astros would have made the playoffs. I understand all that. But in the 60-game season, with the postseason format of seasons past, the Astros obviously, obviously wouldn't have made it at 29 and 31 obviously and I, and again and I'm not and I'm not going to give them and I'm not going to essentially give them a whole lots of other credit uh you know wax poetic about the, the when they when they beat two soft opponents to get to the ALCS soft the twins like I previous, like I said a few weeks back have won a postseason series since 2004 the Oakland A's won one playoff series in their life and that was a gimmicky one best of three against the Chicago White Sox they haven't won a best of five playoff series and God knows how long and they're also a very weak and pathetic postseason team so again I don't want to again I don't want to come on Yes, it's. Uh, I guess you can say it's a nice little story, but let's be fair. The Twins, NEAs, in, in seasons past, especially in the 21st century, they have not done a damn thing in the postseason, and that is fact. And what's also fact is that if you have, if you put the traditional postseason format and seeding formula in this 20-game season, the Astros would not have made it. They would have made it in a hundred six. They would have made it in a hundred sixty-two game season. I get that, and I buy all that, and that's fair, and that's honest, and that's fact. But in a sixty, but when they're sixty games, twenty-nine and thirty-one does not deserve a playoff spot. And the fact that Manfred put this little, and I hated it to begin with anyway. With the, I enjoyed eight games on the same day, but the fact that we had to essentially extend the playoffs and have about what. Eight, uh, have what like uh, 16 teams more than half like 51-ish percent of your league in the playoffs is a joke is a joke and that's what's not going to sit right with people and be prepared for the conspiracy theories to come especially if the especially if the Dodgers make it and we have a Dodgers Astros rematch expect it but for the Rays what an absolute disgrace 3-0 lead and you all choke it like that you can't hit your way out of a paper bag. Your pitching stinks. You can't get anybody out. You got Correa hitting bombs left and right. You let Michael Brantley destroy you in this series. That's a joke. On the NFC, or NFC on the National League side, Dodgers up 3-0, top of the six, two outs, 2-2 two, two count with, um, with Riley up to bat, going up against uh, Walker Bueller, 68 pitches into the game. Uh, uh, Braves have a runner on third. With two outs in the top of the six, listen. It's about time that uh, that the Dodgers got off the snide. They lost last night. No, they excuse me. They won last night. They lost the night before. They lost on Thursday after they beat the brakes off of uh, 
after they beat the Brakes off the Braves on Wednesday, scoring 11 runs in one inning. They got the Brakes beaten off of them back in return on Thursday. And then they won Friday, and now they're up 3 nothing midway through this game. With arguably their which are with their best pitcher, not Kershaw, Walker Bueller, one hell of a pitcher starting. So look, if the Dodgers don't get it done, I don't want to hear. And I said it again. I said it back in September. I think is when I said it, and I said it when the postseason started. If the Dodgers. Don't bring it home. I don't want to hear not another word about 2017. I don't want to hear another word about Kershaw being the all-time great. I don't want to hear another word about Turner, Dave Roberts, all of them. Jansen, I'm done. They don't bring home the goods tonight. If they don't bring the if they don't bring home the goods tonight, they're finished. But if they win tonight and lose tomorrow night and they lose tomorrow night, I don't hear whether whether they lose tonight. Tomorrow night or in the World Series against either Tampa or Houston, I don't want to hear it. They're worth more than the New York Yankees are, for crying out loud. And you haven't won a championship since 1988. Something's got to give. They, they're showing a little fight. They've shown a little fight in the last two days. Can they keep it up and can they, and can they close the deal? Because if they can't, I don't want to hear not another word. Not another word. I'd get on Atlanta. Atlanta's got the ch- got the choking meme with them and the Falcons. The Reds right now is about the Dodgers. Get off the deck, show some fight, show some grit, show some guts. Get the job done. Take a break. Week 6 National Football League. Back after this. Welcome back to the Metallica TIS podcast, switching gears now to the National Football League in week six. Three games, they actually got three good games this weekend, which is something that uh, we haven't had in quite, a, in quite a while. We got Browns and the Steelers at one, Packers and Bucks at four at four uh, twenty, and then you have Chiefs and Bills at five o'clock on... Um, on uh, Monday after late afternoon, mon- early Monday evening, uh, as that game was supposed to be the Thursday night game a couple days ago, but because the Bills had to play on Tuesday because of the Titans' positive COVID test, they pushed that game back to Monday, so Fox can uh, essentially be in the sports ratings uh from uh from Sunday to uh, to Tuesday because they got if uh, if the if the uh, Dodgers win tonight and they're up. Heading into the uh, top of the seventh inning, three nothing. If they win tonight, um, game seven most likely will be on eight o'clock, uh, going up against Rams and 49ers on Sunday Night Football, and then they'll have the uh, then they'll have the Chiefs and Bills game at five o'clock, 
uh, on Monday, and then they'll have, of course, the World Series going to seven days straight, the World Series uh, from uh, this upcoming Tuesday on. But as far as the National Football League is concerned, we will start with the Browns and the Steelers, and it's been a it's been a long time since the Browns and Ste- since the Browns and Steelers game has uh, has meant anything because both of these teams are foreign one. The Steelers, of course, haven't played their fifth game of the season, haven't played their fifth game of the season yet because their game against the Titans, of course, was postponed. So they are, I guess, a game behind the Browns, if you were to say that. Uh, Cleveland at four and one. They, of course, their only loss of the season came against. Week one against Baltimore, Pittsburgh has yet to play the Ravens yet this season. They're undefeated four and zero. They took care of business against the. Uh, they've taken care of business against Denver. They've taken care of business against, of course, the Giants. They've taken care of business against who else have they uh, have they beaten? Last week they took care of business against the. Um, Against the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty nine or excuse me, thirty eight uh, twenty nine. So the Steelers are in good boy, and I tell you, they're already they already got four wins, and I predicted this team to go uh, six and ten. It looks like the, the Steelers and uh, the Steelers and the Rams are two uh, are looks like to be the two teams that I will miss badly on in twenty twenty. The Rams look like that the, the Rams look like they're they're legit. And the Steelers right now look like they're legit. Now, if now I still hold on to the fact, and I do not take back, and I will not apologize for the fact that all of you out there thinking that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl, especially when the Chiefs went out there and got Le'Veon Bell, he won't play on Monday, of course, because he's got to essentially quarantine and isolate himself before he can join the team. Uh, got cut from the Jets uh, last Tuesday night, and he signed with the uh, and he signed with the uh, Chiefs on Thursday. So, so again, they're not beating the Ravens. They're not beating the. Uh, they're not beating the Ravens. They're not beating the uh, the Chiefs. They're not you know Buffalo. Who knows? Maybe, but I. I so they're they're going to be they're going to be better, and they're going to be a playoff team, contrary to what I thought at the beginning of the season. But I do not think under I do not think under any circumstances this is a Super Bowl team because quite frankly going up against the AFC uh they going up against all the other AFC teams they just don't have the firepower and the uh and the big star talent that they used to have that all the other teams have Titans have Derrick Henry Chiefs of course are loaded the Ravens have Lamar Jackson so I think in the big picture the Steelers They'll make the. It looks like that they'll make the playoffs. I know we're only four or five games into the season. It looks like as Acuna hits a base hit into the right field corner to make it a three-one uh, lead for the Dodgers. Their leads trimmed down to one RBI double for uh, Acuna to make it three-one with one out here in the top of the seventh inning. As the tying run will come up to the plate, going up against uh, Trinan. They took um, Dust uh, uh, Dave Roberts. Uh, good old Dave Roberts, who isn't exactly a Leo DeRocher as far as managing these games are concerned, uh, took out uh, took out uh, <laughs> took out Walker Bueller, who was dealing, 
and now they're going to, and now, see, now they do stuff like that. Now watch Atlanta come back and win this game and go to the World Series. I tell you, Dave, Dave, the good old Dave Roberts, boy, but I'm getting off the beaten track. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are, are are very, I know, small sample size. I know we're not halfway through the season yet, but this team, the defense is for real. Ben Roethlisberger still proves like he can play. And Mike Tomlin, overrated, but he's still one hell of a football coach. But, uh, you know, so, but I still hold on to the fact that I don't think this team's winning the Super Bowl, let alone going to it because they got too many, they got too many other teams in the AFC that has more st- firepower and star power than than the Steelers do. Pat, Pat, Patriots have Cam and they got Belichick who owns Mike Tomlin uh, in playoff games. Ravens have Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs, nothing needs to be said there. And then of course, uh, and then of course, uh, you know the Buffalo Bills have a have a have a, a dynamic offense when Josh Allen doesn't turn over the football. And then of course the Titans have Derrick Henry, who no one in the National Football League can stop. Uh, going to the Cleveland side, Cleveland has gotten themselves together, winning four straight since coming off of their um their week one loss on the road against Baltimore. Took care of business against my Bengals. Took care of business against uh, against Washington. Took care of business against Dallas. And now for their first and and now for their uh, third divisional game of the their only AFC opponents have been against division rivals: Baltimore week one, Bengals week two, and now. The Steelers uh, in week six. Now the Steelers in week six. They haven't played any other AFC teams besides the teams within their division rival. And after Sunday, they will have played every single uh, member of the AFC North at least one time. As we uh, we already, it's hard to believe that we are about a couple weeks away from already being halfway done with the 2020 NFL season. Uh, their offense, again, their offense is, is absolutely on fire. Uh, Baker Mayfield's gotten himself together. They've been able to run the football. Odell Jarvis Landry, I picked this team to go 9-7, and seven, and you all can absolutely see why, is that when this offense is clicking on all cylinders, they are a force to be reckoned with. It was about time. Till Cleveland broke through and could uh, and and produce a, a product on the field that they could be proud of, and it looks like uh, and it looks like that they're uh, on the brink of doing so, breaking that losing streak, of uh, breaking that uh, breaking that uh, or excuse me, breaking that playoff less uh, streak that they've had with going uh, uh with going umpteenth many years uh without making the uh without making the playoffs and playing January football past. Uh, what January third? You know, if the regular, if the last day of the regular season, of course, is you know to January first or January third. But you get the idea. This is gonna be one hell of a football game. This is the best game of the four o'clock window. You know, if you are a football fan, of course you'll put on your favorite team. They play at one o'clock. So for me, my eyes will be on. I'm eyes will be on three games: Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Baltimore, of course. Um, my Bengals, of course, uh, one o'clock on Fox, which I don't like that they're playing the Indianapolis Colts and they put the, then they put the stupid game on Fox. And then of course, uh, and then of course you got Browns and Steelers, but this, this is the best game of the one o'clock window, Browns and Steelers. Let's see if the Browns can stop the, let's, excuse me, let's see if the Steelers defense can stop the rushing attack from Cleveland. Let's see if Baker Mayfield, if the, if, and when the Steelers defense puts him in a position to win the games with his Arm, can he bring his team home? 
And can the Cleveland defense stop Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers? And also, and this is something that, and also this is, the, what, the second time that these two teams have played, um, that these two teams have played since the incident with Rudolph and and, uh, and Miles Garrett with the helmet situation on Thursday night last November. So, um, so be on the lookout for that too. Browns have also not won in Cleveland. Or excuse me, the Browns have not won in Pittsburgh in a very, very long time. I'm going to try to find my mouse here on my computer as it's acting. Oh, here we go. Because uh, I'm simply trying to give you the stats. Browns scored 30, point, 30 plus points in four straight games. Um, Steelers have allowed 90 have allowed 90 rush plus rushing yards to a running back once at home, and that was week 14 of the 2017 season. Uh, ben Roethlisberger also 24 and two at home in the month of October, so look, be on the lookout for that. And number one overall picks Baker Mayfield 10 and 21 against Tomlin since 2007. So that's your situation with uh, that's your situation with Cleveland. Switching gears now to the second game, and that is Green Bay and uh, Green Bay and Tampa. Green Bay coming off of a bye week. They beat the Atlanta Falcons on Monday night about a week and a half, about a week and a half ago. They have been absolutely just been on fire this entire season. This is their true. Uh, and they, you know, they beat the Saints, which which was a convincing victory. Although no Michael Thomas, he's still going on the road in in New Orleans into the Superdome. I get it, no fans, but playing Drew Brees and the Saints on Monday night, or excuse me, on Sunday night football is no easy task by the uh, no easy task under any circumstances. And then at the same, and then they uh, they've just they've just been a very good football team. And Rodgers looked like he's having another MVP caliber season the defense has been spotty but Aaron Rodgers has been able to uh, pick up the slack for that meanwhile Tampa looking to uh wash the taste out their mouth they've had quite a few days to do so when they had that embarrassing uh when they had that embarrassing loss against Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears on the road on Thursday night where Tom Brady didn't know what downs it was didn't didn't know the downs uh Tampa has to get something going this is uh this is Tampa's really Tampa's first real test of the NFL season uh, their first uh, real opponent. Oh, like, you know, the, well, not their, I shouldn't say first real opponent. This is their second test of the season. Of course, their first test was week one when they lost to the Saints on the road. This is their second big test of the season. You know, no one cares if they beat the, uh, not they beat uh, Carolina and they, and they beat the, uh, and they beat the LA Chargers and nobody cares, okay? Uh, you know, all eyes will be on this game come four o'clock and that will be uh, the Bucks. And the uh, the Bucks and the Packers at 4:25 in Raymond James Stadium, the site of Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl 55. This will be an interesting, very entertaining football game. Buccaneers only a game above 500 at three and two. Packers undefeated four and zero. This will be a very interesting and marquee playoff game. You know, when you look back late in the season, as far as seeding and uh, and playoff spots are concerned, you're gonna this game is gonna have a lot of uh, emphasis on who on who plays where and and who uh, is placed what as far as the playoff seedings are concerned in the National Football League. That's game number two. Brady versus Rodgers, always a fun time in those two quarterbacks. 
get together more often now because they play in the same conference rather than every four years you get Brady and uh, Brady and Rogers with the with the with the quad with the quad annual uh, if that's if that's what I'm trying to say and if that's right when the Packers and the uh, New England Patriots uh, played each other uh, the third game of the week and then take a break and then get to the week six picks and get on out of here. Uh, as it's uh, as the seventh inning stretch as with the Braves and the Dodgers three one advantage got Jansen warming up in the bullpen which if you're a Dodger fan uh, get your uh, get your blood pressure medicine and and uh, and get your brown paper bag when you start hyperventilating because this game very much could be stolen right under them uh, if Jansen comes in there and throws the wrong pitch like he has in his um like he has been doing in his illustrious, now I wouldn't say illustrious, definitely not illustrious, but in his major league career as far as closing is concerned. If the if the uh, if the Braves can shut down as they get out and they're wanting to get Corey Seager to ground out to uh, Freddie Freeman to to get out in a one, if the if the Braves can uh, shut down the Dodgers in the top of, and excuse me in the bottom of the seventh, bottom of the eighth. They and and get a couple of hits together and get that big hit from Acuna or from Ozuna. Uh, they can uh, they can chill and fly to Arlington or excuse me, not chill and fly. They can stay put right where they are and enjoy another uh, seven days in Dallas as they will represent the National League if they win tonight to play in the 2020 Fall Classic. Last game of the weekend, uh, which really isn't it, which even isn't really on the weekend, during the weekend, it's the uh, it's the Chiefs and the Bills. Bills, of course, had a pathetic performance you know, playing against a team that hadn't played a game, hadn't practiced in 16 games, and that and that being the Tennessee Titans had an awful performance, got absolutely embarrassed on national television, uh, coming trying to get off the schneid with that loss, their first defeat of the season. This, you can argue, is their biggest test of the season going up against the Big Bad Chiefs, who severed their first loss since... Ironically enough, when they played Tennessee back in November, which I broke down for you guys uh, in the episode earlier in the week, um, their first loss of the season and their first loss in nearly an entire calendar year. They're undefeated still away from Arrowhead. They beat Baltimore, and then, of course, they beat uh, and then they beat uh, the Chargers in the new stadium. So this will be a very entertaining and interesting football game at five o'clock, uh, drive time. If you're, if, you know, if you are lucky enough, or excuse me, if you're blessed enough, fortunate enough to be able to still drive to your job instead of working remotely, this will be a drive time game for those of you in the East. Meanwhile, those of you out there in the West, you got a, f- a Monday football game during uh during your two o'clock uh during your two o'clock break. And that will be Mahomes going up against Josh Allen. Josh Allen did not have a good performance last time out, of course. Turned over the football to Josh Norman twice. Looking to clean up the turnovers. And when you're playing the big, bad Kansas City Chiefs that are that have nothing but Super Bowl on their mind, you got to play. You have to essentially play immaculate, perfect football. Let's see if they do that. Chiefs and the Bills, Monday at 5 o'clock in the East. 2 o'clock out there in the West for you, Mike, in Orange County, and 1 o'clock for you Kansas City Chiefs fans in the Midwest. Take a break. Come back. Week 6 picks in the league where they play for pay. Don't go anywhere. Back after this.
sometimes you just feel tired. Welcome back to the Metallica TIS podcast. Last segment of the show. We do it each and every weekend of the National Football League season. And that is the pick segment. Week six in the National Football League. In a league where they play four. Pay. The Detroit Lions going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Detroit favorite minus three and a half going up against Jacksonville. I will take Detroit to win the game. 28 to 25. The Chicago Bears going up against the Carolina Panthers. Carolina favorite minus two and a half. I'll take Chicago to win the upset. 24-21. The Atlanta Falcons, their first game without Dan Quinn at the helm. Going up against Minnesota with a heartbreaking loss up in Seattle last Sunday night. I will take Detroit to win the game by the final score. Not Detroit, I'm sorry. Minnesota to win the game. Or Gosh, excuse me. I'm getting all uh, discombobulated. Minnesota's favorite minus two and a half. I'll take Atlanta to win the game. 28-2-20. Texans. At the Titans. Titans, of course, coming off of that monster victory on Tuesday night. I will take the Tennessee Titans to win again 31-20. to The Washington Redskins slash football team going up against the New York football Giants. Giants favorite minus three and a half. Uh, Washington lost, of course, last week against, or excuse me, to the Rams at home. Giants coming back home after losing uh, a nail-biter against the Cowboys last week. Giants favored by three. I'll take the Giants to win their first game of the season by the final score of 27-2-20. Next game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Game of the 1 o'clock window on Sunday. Pittsburgh's favorites minus 3.5. Both teams coming off of wins. I will take Cleveland to win in the upset, 28-24. The Ravens favored minus 7.5 coming off of a win against a team that should be uh, remain nameless. Going up against the Philadelphia Eagles who went back to their losing ways to their in-state rival Pittsburgh Steelers last time out. They return home. There will be fans inside Lincoln Financial Field for this matchup. I will take the Ravens to win this game 28-10. to My Bengals going up against the Indianapolis Colts. My Bengals have a chance simply because the simply because the Colts quarterback is Phillip Rivers. He stinks. He's awful. He's washed up. He needs to retire. He needs to go. I don't care what my buddy Brennan says. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. I will take my Bengals to get off the schneid and return back to their winning ways and go 2-0 against the AFC South and win this game 27-17. Denver against the Patriots. 
This game should have been last week. They pushed it back. This game should have been. I think this game should have been played last week. They pushed it back a week, giving these two teams their presumptuous bye. Patriots favorite minus nine. Cam Newton will play. It looks like he returned to practice earlier this week. I'll take the Patriots to win at home 31-17. to The Jets and the Dolphins. The Jets, no Le'Veon Bell. They cut them earlier this week. They continue to stink up the joint and embarrass themselves on a football field. Dolphins coming off of a very impressive victory against the NFC champion 49ers going across the country. They return home favorite minus eight. I'll take the I will take the Dolphins to win this game 28-10. Green Bay favorite minus two against Tampa. Tampa. Coming into uh, again, coming off of a loss last uh, a couple Thursday nights ago, uh, about what 10, 10, 12 days no, about yeah, about 10 days ago uh, against the Chicago Bears. Um, meanwhile, Green Bay coming off of a bye week, their last time out, they beat the Falcons on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Falcons stink, so Aaron Rodgers, MVP candidate, but I mean, any the, my Bengals could beat the Falcons, they, they're, they're that terrible. Um, Green Bay favorite minus two. I'll take Green Bay to win the game. And the game was a four o'clock window on Sunday, 27 to 24. Have them win that game by a field goal. Rams at the 49ers on Sunday night football. Rams favorite minus nine and a half going up against San Francisco. San Francisco coming off of an embarrassing loss against the Dolphins last week. While the Rams coming off of a, uh, an ugly win, as they say in football, against, uh, against Washington. They go back west to play San Francisco for the first time this season. Rams favorite minus three and a half. I'll take the Rams to win 24-14. Kansas City Chiefs favored by a field goal against the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, of course, coming off of their embarrassing loss last Tuesday night against the Titans, while Kansas City got their first loss of the season against the team that Buffalo beat a few weeks back in the Las Vegas Raiders. I will take the Chiefs to win by a field goal 31-28. to And the last game of the weekend, the Arizona Cardinals, two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, of course, Going their first game since 2015, whenever again, since week 17 of 2015, uh, whatever it was, they're going into their first game in a while without Dak Prescott as their starting quarterback. Andy Dalton will take the helm, will take the helms um, for the Dallas Cowboys. Andy Dalton, his playoff, his Monday Night Football losing streak continues. Remember, he, of course, he was the starting quarterback for the Bengals last October in which the Bengals absolutely embarrassed themselves against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Heinz Field was Andy Dalton's last Monday Night Football loss. Maybe him wearing the star on his helmet playing for quote-unquote America's team will change his fortune and will change Dallas's fortune as they look to put together a little winning streak. Arizona favorite minus two and a half. I'll take Arizona and Kyler Murray to win on their Monday Night Football debut by the final score of 31-21. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are your 2020 NFL Week 6 picks against the spread in the league where they play for pay. So, I hope you enjoyed our episode of No NBA Basketball, which is uh, which to a degree is sad because, uh, because it provides the show content, but 
NBA playoff basketball in October does not work, and I've said that item for Nightem. So part of me is glad that it's over. I'm ready. I'm ready for. I need. I need a break. I need a, a pause. I need a refresher from NBA basketball. Now that we just got baseball and football on the ledger, uh, should make my uh, my uh, my sports life less less uh, hectic. But I hope you enjoyed another episode of the Amatel Like a TIS podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatel it underscore podcast. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it TIS. Happy 61st birthday to my man Mad Dog. Happy birthday to Eminem whose birthday is today on the 17th by the way. That's why you heard the two Eminem songs coming out the break. Enjoy the LCS What's left of them in week 60 NFL? Talk to you next week. Y'all take care.